Welcome to The Truth Must Be Told. I hope that you have been enjoying this podcast. We have covered many subjects, and, you know, we're going to continue to do that. The response has been excellent, and I will continue to bring you quality podcasts from which you can learn and perhaps give you some hope in this uncertain world. If you have missed any episodes, you can go to thetruthmustbetold.org and you will find a link for anchor.fm, which will allow you to listen to previous podcasts absolutely free. It's free to visit the site and free to listen. And while you're there, consider hitting that support button and help this ministry to continue to grow around the world. Thank you for your support and for joining me here on The Truth Must Be Told. We are in very confusing times here on Earth. Well, we're going to discuss some today. On the truth must be told. Stand by. He's just ignorant. He doesn't know any better than to tell the truth. It's the truth. I just want to report the truth. It'd be a nice change of pace. Okay? When in doubt, tell the truth. Edward, I tried to tell the truth, and they kicked me off the air. You can't handle the truth! And now, speaking the truth, even though it hurts, here's the host of The Truth Must Be Told, Sal Passos. Hello, hello, hello. All right, well, welcome to The Truth Must Be Told. I'm glad you're here on this Saturday. Uh, for those of you who are tuning in, it is Saturday the 25th of September. We are rapidly getting rid of September and moving into October. Now, there's some good things coming in October, which I'll announce later. Uh, I just want to make a brief announcement here. There is a new social media platform called Getter, G-E-T-T-R. They are totally independent. I believe it was started by Donald Trump. Uh, once I have more information on it, I will definitely let you know, but I'll, I have signed up for it. Uh, if you go to getter.com, that's G-E-T-T-R.com, and look for Sal P, that's me, Sal P for the number four, truth. Sal P for truth. And uh, I'll, I'm going to be having on there, so definitely follow me on that. Um, I'm also following a few, uh, I followed Donald Trump and uh, uh, Marjorie, uh, whatever her name is down there in uh, Georgia, and there's all kinds of people on here, there's Mark Levin, all kinds of good good folks, and this is totally uncensored. You can get on there and you can speak about whatever you want without worrying about any, um, any uh, uh, what do you call it, um, censorship at all. They're not. Uh, they're. It they looks like it's a good place. It's been endorsed by uh, um, RS Right Side Broadcasting Network, and I signed up for it today. And uh, I will be adding more things to it. So that's Getter G E T T R dot com, and it's Sal P. That's Sal P with a capital P. The number four truth. Sal P for truth, and that's at Getter. So uh, take take a look. And all right, so but welcome to today's podcast. And there's a lot of stuff going on that's causing a lot of confusion in today's world, and I would really would like to address it. I'm trying to adjust my, I don't know why my volume is out of whack here, but that's okay. We'll work on it. Uh, there is a lot of stuff going on. You know, this week has been a very, very rough week for uh, a lot of people. I mean, we've had um, over 12 people that were injured and sh by a shooting that took place over in Kruger in the Tennessee. Uh, I just heard this morning that uh, a bunch of people were shot in uh, Los Angeles. I haven't quite got the uh, ins and outs of that as yet, but we need to pray for those families. And it just seems to be one more headline to add to the increasing confusion about what is happening in this country. 
You know, and a lot of this confusion just saddens my heart. You know, I'm saddened to hear that a gal named Gabby Petito was found killed. You know, headline news again about a missing woman and the boyfriend who they're frantically looking for. It reminds me so much of the Scott Peterson case back in uh, 2002. You know, however, I, what I'm saddened about also is that there are so many people that go missing, both white, black, uh, you know, Hispanic, little children, and the news media chose at this time to blow this thing up, and we don't know why. Why, why is it so significant? You know, I'm, I'm going to be talking about that on another show coming up soon called Smoke Screens, and we'll discuss that, but I think it's a smoke screen. But I'm also saddened, I'm saddened to hear about the 13 military people that we lost in Afghanistan. 13 service members were lost there. It's, it's, it's sad. I'm saddened that illegal immigrants are flooding over our southern border. And the left is spinning it on the overworked, underpaid border control. They said they use horses to stop the illegals. It's called Whipgate. Now they're, they're putting a name to it. They're saying that, these, that this one guy whipped the um, whipped one of the guys with the reins of the horse. That's not what it's for. He's trying to control the horse. What's the matter with you people? I'm saddened that so many Americans are being fooled to believe the lies coming from the news media and the calumnies leveled against Donald Trump over the past five years, and they're continuing to do so. It's, it's, it's really bad. It's really bad. I'm saddened that law enforcement is being attacked, both physically and from the liberal left. I'm saddened that the squad, led by AOC, wants to cut support to Israeli's Iron Dome, and I'm happy, though, that they lost, and support will be sent over to Israel. Remember, God said to Israel, I will bless those that bless you, and I will curse those who curse you. And, you know, you got a person like Ilan Omar that absolutely hates Israel. Now, here's a woman that came to this, came to this country— was raised on American dollars, was given home, food, shelter, all kinds of things, and managed to make it into Congress, and she hates America and thinks that we need to change everything. It's really, it's really, really sad. You know, and I'm sorry again about this liberal left that's trying to put the spin on these on the border patrol down there, and Al Sharpton went down to continue to... Uh, uh, instigate and stir up more hatred and bigotry, and he was shouted out of Texas. Very happy about that. People were screaming at him, nobody wants your racism here, get out. And they were screaming over him so he couldn't even speak. He couldn't even hear what he was saying because they were yelling so loud. All right. All right. And the, uh, with all the things that are happening in the world today, it can cause a lot of confusion. Why? Why are we in such a mess? Why is it that we have our economy has gone down the toilet? Why is it that we are we are allowing these illegal immigrants to come into the country and flood this country by the thousands and the millions over the last few? Why? Why is this happening? Well, the ultimate answer to all of this is due to sin. Um I mean, overall, I mean, that's just the way it was. It goes back to Adam and Eve in, in the fact that when man fell, sin entered into the world in such a powerful way that it even corrupted the, the, the land itself. You know, the Bible says that, um, the Bible says very clear, uh, 
that all of creation is groaning and waiting for the redemption of man. So we're not alone. It's all of, all of creation is groaning and waiting for the, for the sons of men to be redeemed. I mean, that's just, it's just, that is, that's part of it. And it's hard to put your finger on any one thing. You know, I mentioned that the, uh, I mentioned in the last program that we took prayers out of schools and now we see what the generation is like. That then that, again, that's just part of the problem. But another big part of the problem, I think, is that because the church of Jesus Christ has forgotten its first love. And has the church has, for the most part, too involved in worldly things so as not to offend someone with the truth. And they got it in their head that, if, that well, if we like this and you like that and we like Jesus, then maybe you'll like Jesus. But that's not the gospel. That's not what Jesus came to do. Yes, Paul said to be all things to all men. That means you get on a level with them as you communicate with them about the gospel. There is, it's, there's no choice. You, you have to get on a level with them of understanding. But that doesn't mean, and I don't think Paul or Jesus, for that matter, compromised his position. Remember, Jesus sat with, with uh, prostitutes and sinners. He sat with the tax collectors, and people were ticked at him. What are you doing sitting with these godless people? And Jesus said, you know, is it the, isn't it the sick that need a physician and not the well? So Jesus was, Jesus was saying, those people are sick. They need someone to come to them. They need a physician. And I'm, being, I'm the great physician, so I'm coming over here, <clears throat> and I'm going to, to preach to these people. I mean, look what happened. There was so much racial bigotry in those days, not only against the sinners, which was the, which was the righteous people that didn't want anybody to hang out with prostitutes, even though they may have employed the prostitutes at some point, but there was also division. The, Sum- the Sumerians were not liked among the Jews. <clears throat> That's why when Jesus went to the woman at the well, a Sumerian woman at the well, the, the apostles came along and were surprised that he was even talking to them, talking to her. And yet here his woman who, he said, he said, woman, where's your husband? And she says, sir, I have no husband. And he says, you're right. You've had five husbands. And the one man you're living with now is not your husband. And she says, sir, I perceive that you're a prophet. <laughs> Duh. You know, and Jesus tells her, if you come and drink from the water that I give you, you will never thirst again. So Jesus went out of his way to minister to people. Paul went out of his way to minister to people. But at no time did they compromise their position as a follower of Jesus or Jesus as the Son of God. Never compromise those positions. And yet we have churches today that are compromising positions. Let's take the things of the world and bring them into the church. If you don't think I'm right, take a look. Open your eyes and look at what's happening to the world today. Even in Christian music, it has gone this way. The music itself has become wishy-washy for the most part. Yesterday, while I was working on the program uh, for a while, and again, I was working on it again today, putting the finishing touches on it, but when you begin looking, I, I had praise music playing. In fact, I put on Don Moen, D-O-N, Don Moen, M-O-E-N, like the faucet. But Don Moen 
is, oh, what a worship leader. The Spirit of the Lord is definitely with him. And when he leads worship, oh. Let me tell you something. I was sitting here in tears listening to the songs of praise that were being lifted, and this is what is lacking today in the church. We don't have this type of music playing in the church anymore. We've, we've gone to... Now, there is some good stuff out there. I'm not saying it's all bad. All I'm saying is that if, the, if, if what it says just lifts you up and it's just a generalization... then it is not worship. We have churches today that worship the Holy Spirit, and yet Jesus said he didn't come to speak of himself. He came to speak to me. The Holy Spirit points people towards Jesus. If you go into a church and all they're excited about is the moving of the Holy Spirit, I'm not against the moving of the Holy Spirit. I'm a Pentecostal. I speak in tongues. All right? Excuse me. But that doesn't mean I worship the Holy Spirit and live for those times. I live for Jesus. When I go to a church, I worship God. I thank God through the Holy Spirit for Jesus. Okay? The Holy Spirit said he will lead, turn, he will make people look to me or something like that. I don't remember the exact scripture. But he said, Jesus said that the Holy Spirit will lead men to me. He will not speak of himself. So for you to worship the Holy Spirit and put your emphasis on, oh, we should all speak in tongues, we should do this and do that, we all have different gifts. We've had different gifts from God. We have gifts of tongues. We have gifts of discernment. We have gifts of wisdom. Yeah, there, there are all kinds of things. But when we begin putting our faith in faith and not in Jesus Christ, we begin to lose something along the way. But the church has lost its first love. It lost its evangelical um, mode. It hasn't gone to that. It's lost that, well, we need to bring people to Jesus. We've lost that. We're, we're to, well, we need to be friendly with everybody, and we just need to accept everybody. Where's the taking the stance against things that are sin? And again, I've spoke of this more than once. I've talked about how, um, I've talked about how, should we be accepting of homosexuals? Yes. We need to love the person and despise the sin. Is what God did. What puts you in a better place to go, well, you can't come here, you're homosexual. If that person, if a homosexual comes to your church and he's seeking help, he or she is seeking help, and you need to show the love of Christ to that person. Just like, was it Mary Magdalene that came and fell at the feet of Christ? This woman was a prostitute, a known prostitute. And when she came into the room, I could just imagine people going, oh, oh and trying to pull away from her. And this is not what God intended. He wants, and Jesus didn't pull away. He sat there and watched as she took a very expensive vial of oil and cracked it open and, and bathed Jesus' feet, anointed his feet with it, and dried her, her hair, dried, her feet, dried his feet with her hair. 
And people were just, oh, oh. In fact, I think, I think it was Judas that said, shouldn't she have sold this? It had been worth a lot of money. And Jesus had to rebuke him and said, no, she's done this for my funeral, for my burial, in preparation for my burial. That woman's life was changed all because Jesus didn't reject her as who she is. You have no right as a Christian to reject anybody. But at the same time, don't compromise your walk with Christ to be accept, acceptable, accept, accepting to that lifestyle. It's not there, okay? We need to stop. We need to stop this stuff, and we need to start looking at what the gospel says to do, what God told us to do, to preach the word of God, to show people, now that's what Jesus came, to show people that if we don't clean up our act, if we don't repent of our sin, all right? I'm not going to say clean up our act because there's nothing we can do. All we are in power to do is realize that we are sinners and that if we don't, if we don't make our lives right with Christ, we're on our way to eternal punishment. So that's what we have. So the church today has followed the way of the world. You know, and, 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 and you know, the way of the world today is you're not allowed to joke about a person's race, religion, sexual preference. You know, as you notice that Christians are not on that list, Christians are continually blasted, persecuted, and ridiculed, and yet we still do not stand ground. We just sit back and we take it. We sit back and we let the world bombast us, tell us we can't go to church because of, of, of some disease that's out there. Ovid K. <laughs> and yet... And then we sit back and we take it and let it go. We're not subject. God bless these pastors who have stood and withstood the the mandates to, to close their churches. Said we're not doing it. We're not doing it. We answer to a higher authority, not to you. Yes, we ha- we should obey the la- the laws of the land. I'm not saying that. We need to respect those people who are in authority over us. You know, the scripture says that. You know, with you know. Those, those, those people who have been put in authority over us are wielding the judgment of God. However, if those, if those things that they're telling us to do is against what God tells us to do, then we cannot listen to them. You know, and, well, Sal, does the Bible show us an example of this? Yes, in the book of Acts, when uh, I believe it was Peter and Paul were beaten and told not to speak of Jesus again, they say, we can't do this because we don't answer to you. We don't answer to men. Even though they were the authority, they were the, 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 the people who beat them were the, were the, were the biblical authority, the high, high points, the high people. <clears throat> Jesus said, uh, Paul said, no, we have to obey you. We'd rather obey God than you. All right? Now, it's not only Christians today, and this is what adds to the confusion. You know, there's is the ridicule and downright attacks on anyone who doesn't go against the leftist ideology. And I was watching the news the other day, and I saw one of the left mainstream media talking heads saying on the air that anyone who does not get the jab or the axine ve, got to speak pig Latin so they don't pick it up on their things, the axine ve, um, 
They should be ridiculed and made fun of. They should be shamed, okay? They should be pressured into conforming to the will of the government, who, of course, we all realize, knows what's best for us. Never in the history of this country, in this wonderful land that God has allowed to be established, where literally thousands of missionaries have come forth from this, these little shores and gone around the world to bring the gospel. We have never seen this type of pressure and lust for power that is so open. You know, i got to give them credit, though. i got to give them credit for having the chutzpah to come out right out and say the things that they are saying with no regard for the consequences because they know no one will hold them accountable. Well, I'm telling you right now, you politicians that may be tuning into me right now, for you left liberalists that are tuning into me right now, <clears throat> you will be held accountable. If not before man, you will be held accountable before God. Because no matter what you do to us, Jesus said, fear not those who can kill the body, but rather fear him who can destroy both body and soul. And that's God. So you think that you're getting away with things. You're drunk with power. You're drunk with power and authority. Our person's on the throne now. And here with an, with an edict, this man, this, this puppet, sliced and written off everything that Donald Trump did over the last four years. And, and, and now, with gas prices increasing, people are out of work again, home costs going up, this $15 an hour nonsense, all of it, all of it. And now with the Axine Vay, if you think that you're getting away with something with that as well, you're out of your minds. All right, medical doctors, doctors are being ridiculed for saying, that the Axine Vay doesn't work, all right? You have to open your eyes. But people, if you think that you, you're enjoying this power, and always, always enjoy it, always enjoy it, all right? Enjoy it, because when God comes, and Jesus is coming soon, and you stand before the throne of God, you will be held accountable for the lives that you have destroyed. And for those Christians that you've mocked, you're mocking God's children. You're mocking a child of God. And God doesn't like that at all. You can say, well, I don't believe in God. No, that's all right. You will. The Bible says that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. You will bow one day before the great white throne judgment, and you will give an account of yourself if you do not repent of your sins right now on this earth. This is your only chance. And right now, what I'm telling you may be your only warning. Okay. Well, Jesus was taking me somewhere else with this. I didn't mean to want to start preaching, but I needed to get this out to you. Okay. All right, I'm going to take a quick break here. And I'll be back very, very shortly. Just stand by.
All right, I'm back. All right, let me make some announcements here before I go on. Uh, next Saturday, we will begin our study on the paranormal. Now, I've been asked over and over again, why? Why would you cover such an unholy subject? Well, I'll tell you, the paranormal is on the increase. There have been an increase of interest in the supernatural. And, the, there's, and because of that, there's an increase of confusion in this world. Satan is luring more and more people to fall for the mess that is the paranormal. So beginning on October 2nd, that's Saturday, this next coming Saturday, October 2nd, we will begin an in-depth study of the supernatural. And all through the month of October, mostly through the month of October, we will take a look at much that is involved in the supernatural and how we as Christians should be reacting to it. So that means we'll be, we will be looking from a biblical point of view on ghosts, UFO, demons, angels, and more. All right, so don't forget to mark your calendars for October 2nd, and stay tuned during the month of October for our studies, which will conclude on October 30th with the Halloween special. Now on that special on October 30th, we will cover the history of Halloween and whether we as Christians should be celebrating it, all right? That's so... Keep that in mind. Those are those are some some pretty big announcements. It's going to be an interesting month. Excuse me for rubbing my face. <laughs> all right. Uh, never grow a mustache because it just gets all tickly under there. All right. Especially ladies, I'm telling you, don't don't grow a mustache. Uh, <clears throat> I have seen some ladies with some significant mustaches. Um, all right. So, do you agree? with me that there is much confusion in the world today. You know, I think there is, and I haven't seen it expressed in so, and I've seen this confusion expressed in so many ways. Christians especially are sometimes confused confused with it. Look, there is a battle within the United States right now, and there's a spiritual battle for the hearts and souls of those who don't know Christ throughout the world and for those who know Christ throughout the world. Satan hasn't given up on you because you became a Christian. He will assign demonic forces to you and use every opportunity that he can to turn you away from your first love and to make you grow cold, or at least lukewarm. He doesn't have to freeze you out entirely. All he has to do is get you to compromise a little bit here and a little bit there. And the next thing you know, you're lukewarm. And that's why Jesus said, I would rather have you hot or cold, but because you're lukewarm, I'm going to vomit you out of my mouth. All right. Now, um, so we look at this, when we look at the confusion that's in the world today as Christians, and we wonder, why is God allowing this to happen? <clears throat> well, we, we shouldn't be surprised as Christians. The Bible is clear that these things that are taking pl- that these things that are taking place are lining things up to the return of Christ, with Satan fooling so many people, and the church not teaching sound doctrine. The truth of the return of Christ is one of those doctrin- doctrinal truths that are being ignored. And yet, this is one of the most important parts of the study of scriptures, and one of the foundations of the church. 
This is what is called the blessed hope. Okay? That is, he is coming to take his people away to be safely kept with him while all hell is unleashed here on earth. He's coming back. Oh, yeah. Now, if you don't know what that is, that's the, the time of the Great Tribulation. But Jesus Christ is coming again. Now, I'm going to put this up. Listen to the Word of God here. I'm going to read this to you. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, or those who have died, that ye, that ye sorrow not, even have others, even as others which have no hope. So don't cry and weep as those who have no hope. For we believe that Jesus died and rose again. Even so them also which sleep in Jesus or have died in Jesus, God, Jesus, will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them, uh, yeah, prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together, uh, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. So shall we ever be with the Lord, wherefore comfort one another with these words. This is what Paul was saying. Paul was giving us a warning here, or, or, or a hope here, and a warning that Christ is going to come. Later on, he says the time is going to come. We're not going to know. He says, and this is what he talks about. And it says here, now look what it says. Let's look up that um, even we, um, them also which asleep, Jesus, God will bring with him. For we say unto you by the word of the Lord that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent, or some versions say precede them, which are asleep. So those who have died before the coming of Christ, all right, when Christ comes in the clouds and the shout of the archangel, all right, the Bible says that later on, I believe it's later on in the, in the chapter, he talks about the corruptible, the things that are corrupted or rotted, the dead have to put on incorruption. Okay, so their bodies will be returned to them. I, I think from what I understand here, it looks like that it says here that Jesus, uh, them which sleep, even so, them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. So we're talking about Christ returning, and we're talking about him bringing the dead in Christ, those who have died before, their spirits, back with them to be reunited with their bodies. So I would assume that the graves are going to burst open. That's just an assumption. Assume the graves are going to burst wide open. And the dead in Christ will rise first. Now, some of those are turned to ashes, right? For years and years and years. God knows he keeps account of it. And they will be reunited with their bodies. And then it says, we who are alive and remaining will be changed and caught up together with them. Now, changed, we're going to get changed. Bible then goes on to say that we who are mortal must put on immortality. So our physical body is going to change into our immortal body. And we're going to go, boom, in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, at the last trump. 
it's going to happen so fast. The world won't even know. A nanosecond, a twinkling of an eye. It's going to happen so quick, and everything is going to change beautifully. Thank God. And we're going to go to be with the Lord. So I'm letting you know, Jesus is coming back soon. And don't be confused. Just have faith to believe that God has everything under control. He does. He has everything under control. Now, if you don't know the Lord, you know, it's a very simple thing to be saved. You say, Sal, all right, I don't want to be left behind. What must I do to be saved? What must I do to be saved? You gotta earn it doing religious things. First off, I want you to never sleep past 5.30, eat only vegetables and Twinkies, cut your hair, and only wear blue. If you're diligent, you might make it. Now, you don't have to do any of that, okay? It's simple. It's not a difficult thing at all. See, you know, if you cut your hair, only wear blue, eat nothing but vegetables and Twinkies to try to somehow please God. Or you go to Mass every day. You go to High Mass on Sunday. You read certain articles. You read certain books. And you pray certain prayers. And these things are not going to bring you into a right relationship of God. You can't say, look at all the things that I've done. I tithe a tenth of my income. I give to the poor. I do this. I do that. God says that your own righteousness, the things that you try to do to please him, okay, in your own power, the Old Testament says it's as a, is like filthy rags in God's sight. The term filthy rag there means a woman's menstrual pad. That's how God views your righteousness in his eyes. He doesn't like your righteousness. Only through the righteousness of Jesus Christ can we be saved. And it's a very simple thing to do. All right, here it is. If you just confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart you change and with confession, you know, with your mouth, confession is made unto salvation. All you have to do is say, Lord, I need you. I'm a sinner. I recognize that you died on a cross for me, and I don't deserve that. I deserve punishment. And you rose from the dead for me. He took your punishment on the cross. Say, God, forgive me. Come into my life. Be my personal Savior. Something like that. You'll know when it happens. If you need to confess it, you can go to truthmustbetold.org. Contact me and confess it to me. I'll pray with you. Okay, but so um, are you in turmoil and confusion? Is a lot of things confusing you today? Well, here I have something for you that I need you to listen to the story. And with this, I'm going to close. Okay, so just hear me out with this.
Did you know the song, It Is Well With My Soul, was written by a successful Christian lawyer, Horatio Spafford. His only son died at the age of four in 1871. In 1872, the Great Chicago Fire wiped out his vast estate, an estate he earned and he made from a successful legal career. In 1873, he sent his wife and four daughters over to Europe on a summer trip on the ill-fated SS Villers du Hulva. Since he had a lot of work to do, he planned to follow them later. The ship sank and he lost four daughters, with the wife being the only survivor. She sent him a famous telegram, which simply read, Saved Alone. On his return home, his law firm was burned down, and the insurance company refused to pay him. They said, It's an act of God. He had no money to pay for his house, and no work and he also lost his house. Then while sitting and thinking what's happening to him, being a spiritual person, he wrote a song, Whatever, my Lord, you have taught me to say, it is well with my soul. My dear friend, a good attitude will determine your altitude. When you look at your life, career, job, or family. What do you say? Do you praise God? Do you blame the devil? You know, a good attitude towards God makes him move on your behalf. Just sit down and say, today, God, it is well with my soul. I am thankful I had a peaceful sleep. I am thankful I am alive with possibilities. I am thankful to have a roof over my head. I am thankful to have a job. I am thankful that I have family and friends. Above all, I am thankful that I have the Lord Jesus Christ on my side. Be blessed and don't be envious or shocked when others are prospering because you don't know what they have been through to get there. Test, trials, and tribulation. So thank God for what you have. A little is much when God is on your side. And you could say, it is well with my soul. If God is for us, then who can be against us? And I want to add this, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. For every tongue that rises against you in judgment, you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. It is well with my soul, when peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, It is well with my soul. God bless to all. Have a good evening. Good Lord's Day. And we'll see you next time.